and welcome back to another episode of Quick Spin, the Auto Week podcast that gets to the essence of the automobile. Today, we are talking about the 2022 Volkswagen Golf GTI. That's right, the Mark 8 GTI. You can take a look at this GTI on our Instagram page right now. That's at Auto Week USA. And hey, while you're over there, why don't you head over to our Facebook page, click that like button. That way you get all the great Auto Week content sent to you directly every day. We're going to spend a ton of time talking about this GTI in just one second, but first we have to pay the bills. In case you missed it, Road and Track is back. Bigger, bolder, and better than ever. The magazine you've loved for years is now the ultimate lifestyle magazine for automotive enthusiasts. And now, when you subscribe to Road & Track, you'll receive six supersized issues a year, access to digital content, and so much more. Hop on in by visiting roadandtrack.com slash autoweek. That's R-O-A-D-A-N-D-T-R-A-C-K dot C-O-M forward slash A-U-T-O-W-E-E-K. And Mark, I'm here today to talk about the new, the 2022 Volkswagen Golf gti which is significantly better than the base golf because we don't get the base golf here yeah hasn't that been a long strange trip i mean there were a couple of years two or three decades ago when there were no volkswagens at all and now the product line is evolving and we don't get the golf but we do get the gti this is the eighth generation of golf right so it's riding on that mqb uh platform uh as same as the golf but it's a gti so it's like a a super golf and yeah it has always been a great hot hatch there that was an actual term that we used for many years the hot hatch segment uh and it was it was pretty full at one point and you could always count on the gti to be at the top of the lists of anybody's hot hatch review segments and uh well i don't know the mazda 323 gtx is pretty cool uh, but that's more like an R, Volkswagen Golf R competitor, uh, not a GTI competitor, because this is front-wheel drive, right? Front-wheel drive and still comes with a manual transmission, which, hey, I did as a service by walking around this thing to check out its features and facts, which we're going to go to right now. And we are walking around the 2022 Volkswagen GTI. That's right. We're talking Mark 8. GTI. We're in the next gen, baby. Uh, but yeah, so what's what's that mean? What does the next generation GTI mean? Well, honestly, not a lot. It's not a huge, huge leap, at least in terms of exterior styling or powertrain over the previous generation, but there are some significant changes. Under the hood, we're looking at the uh, uh, re- revised, you could even say, uh, an updated version of the two-liter uh, we're looking at 241 on the horsepower and 273 pound-feet of torque. You can get this with a 6-speed or you can get it with a 7-speed uh, automatic. Fortunately, for all parties right now, we're dealing with a stick. Um, what's it look like? How's it look like? Well, the most obvious change over the you know previous Mark 7.5 and this Mark 8 is kind of the front fascia. Obviously, there's more styling changes than that, but the front fascia is a huge departure. Uh, the fog lights are well integrated into lower valence, you know, Volkswagen really went with minimalism on this one, understated minimalism. And, uh, they, they did it, you know, it's still a GTI. The it's compact. It's, it's sporty. It's the only golf you can get here. What's the most affordable golf you can get here short of the golf R of course. The big changes again are on the inside, which I am disappointed to say might be kind of a backwards move for Volkswagen. Um, buttons are gone as we're kind of getting used to for for Volkswagen's interiors. Uh, yeah, the climate control is integrated into the uh, the touchscreen. The radio is integrated the touchscreen. There's no real physical buttons to play with. Everything's kind of haptic, even on the steering wheel. 
So if minimalism is your aesthetic, there's no shortage of it on this interior. That being said, you're looking at a digital gauge cluster in front of you. It just kind of relays the speedo and, and all the important stuff and, and a gear selector notification that you're hang, ringing the gears a little too long. Kind of a honeycomb pattern on this on the dash, on the lower dash panel. It looks good. Everything feels good. It's spacious. You know, it's a GTI, of course. It's a Golf. We've, we've come to know the Golf as being the utilitarian hot hatch. And it, it, it lives up to the hype. There's some wireless charging in this one. It's This is, you know, this is a GTI. And it does everything, you know, kind of well. Except, again, the interior, which I'm sure we're going to talk about more sadly while it's driving. Because it is more challenging to use this interior than the previous generation. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just a matter of fact. At least... I'm sure you'll get accustomed to it, but I think it's a backwards move. That being said, it's a forwards move to drive this thing. So let's take it on a quick spin. Mark, that pun will never get old. Uh, that being said, <laughs> uh, I think you've also experienced the GTI, and we're going to talk about it more in the drive, I do believe. But I don't think I liked this uh, infotainment system. Yeah, well, you know, you're asking the wrong guy about infotainment systems because I'm about 7,000 years old. So uh, all infotainment systems baffle me. I, I want an AM radio with a dial, one, one knob for uh, sound and one knob for uh, station adjustment. And uh, beyond that, it's... Uh, and an NCAR 45 player. Can't forget that. <laughs> but uh, this, uh, the fact that this baffled you, the young uh, technophile... Uh, the uh, the spry young uh, member of our uh, staff, I, I'm just uh, that's that is actually reassuring to me that uh, that you could uh, be likewise baffled by this thing. It does look nice. I'm I've pulled up a picture here and I'm looking at the uh, the dash of this thing and it, it, it the inside does it lo- looks nice. It's clean. There's uh, not a lot of messing around there and uh, it's you know that that screen. Right above the uh, center console, there uh, it looks in theory like you should be able to navigate that fairly easily. But you're saying you you were unable to do that. Yeah, I I struggled with it um, with my and my time with the car. And you know, I I guarantee that if you buy one of these, you will be accustomed to it. That being said, just because you're accustomed to something doesn't necessarily make it good. For example, my girlfriend has a 10th generation Honda Civic, uh, 2017, and the fine folks at Honda buried the climate controls in a sub interface in the touchscreen and stuff like that that Right. While it's, you know, it makes sense and it saves money, it doesn't make the user experience that much better, which I think that there could be instances with this GTI that you run into. That being said, it does look phenomenal. Uh, no buttons anywhere. And there are touchscreens that don't have buttons that somehow I'm good at navigating. I don't know. Maybe it's just, it could just be me and you could have a different experience with it. But I, I did not love the way that this, this user interface is. But, let, you know, it, in a car like this that's really made for being fun to drive, you can overlook that if it is, in fact, fun to drive, I would say. Oh, that's what we call a segue in the business. Let's take this on a quick spin. And it's safe to say the GTI is one of probably one of my favorite cars. Uh, it's quick. It's nimble. It's, uh, it handles well. It's reasonably priced. It starts at around 30 here. This one is significantly more. It's 41. Although the Monroni has a DSG option, and this is clearly not a DSG. We are with the six-speed manual right now. Being said, dynamically, we have clear roads, and this car is on a set of Pirelli Soto Zeros, so that probably makes it a little less agile, uh, though, you know, it's still freezing. In terms of road noise, it's good. 
very relatively quiet cabin. I mean, it's a, it's a good, it's a nice quiet car. If the radio was on, playing your favorite podcast, which it is currently, so congratulations. Uh, you wouldn't really feel much. You I, you do hear a little road noise, but I think that's probably because of the tires. The gear changes are nice and positive. Clutch has a long friction zone, and you can really hear the turbo when you get on it. Although, you know, as the GTI has been kind of known for recently in recent generations, it's uh, it behaves well. Like, even if you give it all the beans, it behaves really well. It no no noticeable torque steer. Uh, you know, it 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 is really really well behaved, and you're still jettisoning to whatever speed you want. Um, yeah, very powerful. And the turbo noise is good. Very, very good car to drive. Very competent. The brakes feel good. Relatively long travel, but kind of the same as the previous generation. The steering is as sharp as you want for a front-wheel drive car. This is the, the GTI is so good. It's always been so good, and this this Mark Eight drives as well. Maybe slightly better than you would expect. No real complaints about the driving dynamics. The complaints really stem from this interior. Uh, which is going to become a cliche thing to say over time, but I mean, again, if I owned the car, I'm sure I would be more, you know, I grow to deal with it. But in my short time with the car, it's still become a little bit of a challenge. I understand the direction; it is minimalist and it is sleek, but it's just kind of a pain in the butt if you're looking at the Navi uh, and you want to say turn the temperature down a little bit. There are tactical buttons for that, of course, but they're not physical buttons. So if you're driving, trying to avoid the obliterated road here in our great state of Michigan uh, without destroying the car, it can become a bit of a challenge, of uh, a wire walk. That being said, I have rambled on a little long enough. I'm going to take this back to the studio. Road and Track is now fully loaded. Subscribe today at a special intro price of only 30 bucks a year, and we'll send you every supersized collectible volume of Road & Track magazine. Learn more about the Reimagined Lifestyle magazine for automotive enthusiasts at roadandtrack.com slash autoweek. And the studio is where we are, Mark. It, but I got, I got to interject here. Just one question for you. I had, I was lucky enough during the COVID thing, Volkswagen had their press fleet and they didn't, they couldn't go back and forth assigning them. So they, they put out this list saying, Here's what we have in the press fleet. Which one would you like for this long period loan? And there was a GTI on it. I, I grabbed that immediately and I drove around in the thing. And not only was it really fun to drive, this was obviously the previous, the Mark 7 GTI, but not only was it a ton of fun to drive just in everyday hauling around, it was a um, a manual transmission, like it sounds like you had there. But this was a car that you could have as your only car. It was very practical. You could uh, fit, what, four people in it, maybe five in a pinch. You could fold down those back seats. You could haul stuff, everything you would ever want to buy from Costco. And uh, it was just an all-around car. And it's not killer expensive expensive either. So rather than buy a, a crossover utility vehicle and say, hey, I am you know, a rugged outdoor type, you could just not worry about what other people think and you could have a fun car that is wildly practical. But having said that, I my question to you is, you obviously drove the previous GTI and this new GTI. Is it a step up or a step kind of back? 
Uh, in terms of just driving dynamics, I think it's probably, again, Mark, the the previous generation, especially the refreshed GTI or just the, the Mark 7 GTI as a whole. We both agree it's, it's a phenomenal car. The segment leader, if you want to use the industry terms, it, it was so good. It wasn't as quick as the Golf R or the Focus RS, but if it's a truly phenomenal experience to drive a Mark 7 GTI. And that at the very least, Mark, I can say it doesn't step backwards. We're at least marginally forward, if not a full step. But Mark, on a quick spin, we try to get to the essence of a vehicle. And this 22 Volkswagen GTI is no exception. And Mark, I ask myself, what's this raison d'etre? Why does this thing exist? And that's probably a question Volkswagen had to ask, right? No golf here because Americans don't buy small cars. That's just a matter of fact. We just don't like small cars. We like big cars. So if they make the Golf a, 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 G, a GTI full-size crossover or full-size SUV, sell like hotcakes. Unfortunately, that's not the case anymore. And with Volkswagen going to electric vehicles and consumers starting to inch forward towards electric vehicles, it, it, I'm sure the GTI was a hard sell, even on the MQ, MQB platform that you know Volkswagen is known for now. That being said, I think the essence of this 22 GTI, this Mark 8 GTI, is minor change. More of the same, maybe, would be a good way to put it. The people love the Mark 7 GTI. It's just a slightly refined, updated, modernized version of that. I don't think you miss a lot, except for maybe the infotainment system of the Mark 7. And it's kind of a nice way to put on a mantle, say, if there's no more Golfs in the United States, or if there's no more, you know, internal combustion GTIs, you know, this is a nice, nice way to look at it on the mantle and say, this was a good one. This was a nice... You know, there's a, a prime example of what the GTI should be. I, I agree. I, I would fine tune it a little bit better. I would get a Hearst shift improvement kit. <laughs> <laughs> the Hearst and, short, the, a Hearst Indy, put it on there. Yes, exactly. The Hearst Indy. Uh, but I'm glad that they still sell this. I'm glad it still exists. And uh, if, God forbid, I could only ever have one car, I think I would get this one. And I'm, I'm right there with you. But thank you so much, Mark, for asking me these hard-hitting questions. I really do appreciate it. I'm here for you and here for the listeners. Speaking of listeners, thank you for listening. If you could head over to the Apple Podcast Store, drop us a five-star review. Say something nice or funny. I will shout you out on the next time I read this. And also, if you could head over to the Facebook page, click that like button. That way we get all the great Auto Week content we deliver daily sent directly to you. And I know I say this at the end of every episode, but I do mean it. Without your listenership, none of this would be possible. So thank you for listening.